Hi, and welcome to the Stop Chasing Skinny podcast, where every single Tuesday we interview a new guest to talk about topics to help you craft your own fit life. The title Stop Chasing Skinny comes from my own personal tagline of life begins when you stop chasing skinny. You see, I spent many years running many miles, taking many classes, and trying many diets, but none of those worked. So finally, I got down to the business of understanding what really matters. And it's not just about how much exercise you can do or how little you can eat. It's everything else that goes into it. So I created this podcast to help you so you can craft your own fit life. Every single Tuesday, you can listen to an interview with a guest. And now every Friday, you can listen to me a second time where I take questions you have sent to me and I spend about 15 minutes answering them. You can even feed your brain this nourishing brain food by listening while you're cooking, commuting, cleaning, walking the dog, or just about anything else, because that is how we craft a fit life. So let's get on with the show. Today's podcast guest is Brian Howe. Brian is the owner and operator of Low Country Fitness Equipment and Repair. This is a very common question that comes up. How do I buy a piece of home gym equipment? I had no idea how many things went into it until I asked him to be on the show because there were just a lot of questions I couldn't answer. I think the coolest part about this interview is the fact that he owns and operates Low Country Fitness Equipment so he can service in Charleston, but you can also talk to him. It's not just like ordering from a website and never hearing from the person. So if you have questions about the piece of equipment, you can actually contact Brian and he'll answer all of your questions. And welcome to the show, Brian. Hey, Stephanie. How are you? Thanks yeah. for having me. I'm great. I'm great. Yeah, this is such great information that people ask me about on a regular basis. And I knew that you sold fitness equipment since we've been friends. And I had asked you some questions. But until we really talked about doing this interview, I didn't realize how many things I didn't know about this. And so it's really exciting to have you on to talk about that because I know it is the new year and a lot of people are thinking about buying some new home fitness equipment if they haven't already. So let's give them what they need to know about it. Okay, sounds good. Cool. So if you could give us a brief background about how you got into fitness equipment and repairs, because I think between your training experience and your construction experience, it kind of seems like a natural fit. You're not just a sales guy out there. It actually goes back pretty far. When I was 14, I started working out, and that was basically to get in shape for football. And back then, they didn't really have the equipment they have now. So what I did, I actually built my own. I I built my own squat racks. I welded together a bunch of old bed frames. So after I did that, I also went and got my own weights. And back then, they didn't make anything over 25 pounds. So I made my own weights out of concrete. And then for years, I did a bunch of different jobs. And I actually got back into the fitness business when I was about 28. And I started working at LA Fitness. I was actually the, the head trainer there. As I was walking around training people and I was in the gym, got back to uh, looking at the fitness equipment and I always really enjoyed it. So a job became available or they were looking for a, a manager to manage a fitness equipment store. So I went and applied and I got the job and for about five years, I managed the equipment store and also I did some repairs and deliveries on the side. Also, actually, installations, too. So I put the equipment together. And that allowed me to 
get back into business and really understand how the equipment worked. So that's a little bit more of my technical side. And I also, I really enjoyed that too. So then I moved to South Carolina and I, I actually started a service business first. I started on, on the web, a little bit more well-known that way. And now one of the biggest service companies in Charleston. So I decided to also sell the equipment. If there is a right way to do this, you got into it the right way because I think that a lot of people get confused about what to buy because they go into a, um, a store and they feel like they're being sold and they are because these are salespeople, but you have seen it from all aspects. You're not gonna sell them something just because you wanna sell them something. You've seen it from the user standpoint, the trainer standpoint, the maintenance standpoint, and you know what's going to work best for them once you ask them what they need. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, uh, it, it's definitely, it, it's nice to know the internal workings of the machines and how they actually work from the nuts and bolts perspective as well as where they fit into the specific person's fitness regimen. Well, let's talk about like kind of a checklist, if you will, um, maybe walking the listener through the buying process, because a lot of people will say, you know, they'll message me or email me or ask me, oh, I don't know, like how to find the best equipment, where should I go? What should I get? And I always make a joke of it. And they'll go, what's the best piece of home workout equipment? And my answer is always the one that you actually use. <laughs> but really, there's a lot more to it. So what what would you tell somebody as far as going through this buying process? Like where would somebody start in this? Well, if you're very serious about working out, which I hope everybody is, where I would start is actually I would look for specialized fitness equipment, which is some of the bigger brands that the gyms have, such as your free motion, your pre-core life fitness, body craft, um, some some of those brands, you, w you really want to look for more of the brick-and-mortar type of brands that have been around forever. A lot of people, you go to the gym and you go on a free-motion incline trainer, a pre-core elliptical, maybe a life fitness, treadmill bike, body craft, uh, fitness equipment, functional trainers, specialized uh, selectorized equipment as well. And lots of the, the weights, the actual dumbbells and plates, those are body solid, but again, you want, really want to look for more reputable brands than going to something like you know, the big box stores like a Dick's or Models, because those those stores actually they really carry secondary brands. You could tell it's really secondary because what they do to sell them so cheap, they put a lot of bells and whistles into them, and they actually they take out from the and the nuts and bolts. You could actually go in and, and tap the pieces of equipment, and if they go ting, ting, that basically means it's cheap. Or if you step on it and it creaks, again, it's cheap and it's not built well. So really what you want to look for, your, you know, piece of fitness equipment, such as a treadmill, you want to look at the size of the roller because anything below a two-inch roller, because the actual – the mechanics of the belt, the rubber, it's got to turn and move too much around in the, around in the, uh, the motion. So the bigger the roller, the less, the less wear and tear on the belt because it doesn't have to actually fold as much as, as much as the smaller rollers. 
And you really want to look for a bigger motor because the motor doesn't have to work as hard. And the worst thing for a treadmill is friction and heat because what that does, it, that gets translated into the electronics, the board, and that's the real expensive part. The board, the, the electronics are always the most expensive. So you really want to protect that. You want to keep the heat down. And what does that is less friction, a bigger motor. The bigger motor, the higher the horsepower, it doesn't have to work as hard. So, and what you actually want to look for is continuous duty horsepower. Some companies will will play little games and um, they'll say they'll they'll say five horsepower, but that's five horsepower peak, which peak and continuous are two different things. A five horsepower peak motor might only do three horsepower continuously, so. That's one of the, one of the things they, they try and get you with, and then they they lure you in with bells and whistles, a lot of plastic fans, you know, videos, all that all that kind of stuff. The better the equipment, really, the less bells and whistles it has. Again, they they do that stuff to attract you, and it's kind of a bait and switch type of thing. They take away from the nuts and the bolts of the machine. Use cheaper metal, cheaper plastic, and um, that's really what you're looking at at the big box stores. Wow, I had no idea. <laughs> like that's huh. I mean, I I just came up with a whole new checklist here cuz I would have no idea yeah. to look at the roller to see the size and and the other thing too, I think as you're saying this, I'm thinking that a lot of the salespeople at a big box store, they're probably not even going to know this stuff. You can ask them, is it continuous? Is it peak? I mean, the chances of them knowing that, I, I don't know if they're very good, right? But in a specialty shop, this is this is what you know. Right. You know, um, at a specialty shop, most uh, most of the salesmen there are have been in the business. You know, either they're trainers or they've, they've been around the the fitness equipment for a long time and they'll actually educate you. You know, that's what I always consider myself an educator instead of a salesman, really, because I like to actually educate people on the difference between this specific equipment and the works for them, for their specific situation. Yeah. So then what, what you said, I think initially, um, too, you were talking about like the obvious step of deciding which piece of equipment you want, which ones you're going to use, um, maybe even consider like how much space it's going to take up in your home. I mean, I would love to have a step mill, but I don't think our ceilings are tall enough <laughs> or it right. would make it up the stairs. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, you always want to have enough room to basically at least have two feet surrounding the actual equipment because if you're you got to be careful putting too much equipment in one room because you don't want to be stepping over one piece and uh you know it's an easy way to get hurt i've actually done it before you know putting stuff together and i've told people you know we we either need a bigger room or less equipment (laughs) wow you know safety is the number one thing yeah and and again like you said like that that two-foot thumb roll. I wouldn't know that. That's a great tip. And we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back. SK Fit Life also has downloadable programs, including Fitness Model Labs, a 30-day meal plan and recipe download, 52 weeks of high-intensity interval training routines, a supplementation guide download, vision board planning toolkit, and much more. Check them out under the shop tab on the website. 
welcome back. So what about as far as maintenance goes, what can you tell us about maintenance, um, like a maintenance schedule? Uh, like until I met you, I didn't even think about doing maintenance on a piece of equipment at home, but it has to be done. Yeah, maintenance on fitness equip- equipment is actually essential. You, you really have to do it if you don't want to ruin the equipment. Because what most people do is they, they run on their treadmill or go on their elliptical. And what actually happens, the tread belt goes over the deck and there's a certain amount of lubrication on it from when it comes out of the box. But what happens is that wears over time, getting back to the, the mechanics, the, the friction on the, on the tread belt and the deck are the worst thing because it does translate back to the rest of the equipment. That the more you sense. run, the more you have to lubricate and maintain the equipment. So I recommend if, if you're running three to five times a week on your treadmill, you really want to lubricate and, and do maintenance quarterly. So if you're running anything less than three to five times a week, six months. But you're, it's really essential that you do that because it's going to add to the longevity of the machine. Yeah, like, again, this is something that I didn't really take too into consideration too, too much. I mean, it makes sense when you talk about it, right? And I did work in a nuclear power plant prior to, and I think I spent most of my time doing maintenance. Um, but I guess, you know, you yeah. just think like, oh, I'm just going to buy this piece of home gym equipment and take it home and it's going to be all good. So let's talk um, right. a little bit about budget too, because I think there's diff- there are different considerations here. So maybe if you spend more money on the piece of equipment, you don't have to spend as much money on maintenance or it'll last longer. What are What are some of your tips whenever it comes to budget? Well, number one, whatever budget works for you, but it is you get what you pay for type of uh, business. I mean, um, when you're looking at treadmill, elliptical, you really don't want to spend anything less than a thousand dollars. If anything less than a thousand is really not going to last. Um, so, among the other things that I was talking about is as far as what they look for, you know, like the treadmills, the rollers and such, um, you know, that's really the base where you want to start from. And if you do, you know, you can go back and look at it and do the math and, you know, divide by month and how much you would spend at a gym and equipment. And, you know, you're getting at least five to 10 years out of it. You're actually probably going to save money. Oh, that's so true. And then think about how much you're not commuting to get to the gym, and then you're removing a barrier of I have to drive to the gym. Um, yeah, that's a that's a great point. I think a lot of people may just see the dollar sign, but once you add it up over time, then it totally makes more sense. So now you're saying, um, I don't even know this. So you said that a lot of home gym equipment will last like five, 10 years, something like that. Is that kind of, I mean, obviously the more you spend, the more or the longer it's going to last because it's going to be better. But is that kind of the average range that we're looking at? Yes. Anytime you get into specialty fitness equipment, you're looking at a good five to 10 years. In the fitness equipment world, it's actually... 12 years they consider obsolescence so a lot of equipment will say lifetime warranty in legal terms that's actually 12 years which a lot of people don't realize that yeah so you know you really 
you know, if you get 12 years out of your equipment, that's you, that's definitely a good thing. You've uh, you've done well with the whole process. Oh, that's great. You've been doing your maintenance. Or not using the equipment, but we want to go with you've been doing your maintenance. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more about maintenance. Um, what are, like, we talked about kind of the schedule for maintenance, but where would somebody, if somebody's listening and they already have a piece of fitness equipment um, or they're going to get one and they're not in Charleston. So Charleston, obviously, somebody could, call you, which is awesome. But if they are not in Charleston, what would you tell somebody as far as looking for somebody who could do maintenance on their home gym equipment? Like where would they even look? Well, again, you know, the, the internet is probably the easiest way to start. What you want to do, you want to Google fitness equipment repair, see what comes up, make a couple calls and ask them, how long have you been in business? You know, how long have you repaired equipment? You know, ask them what brands and what they have experience with. Um, if they have any certifications, that's always a plus. That's just a, a few questions to start with. And then you can kind of get an indication by, you know, call the different places, you know, their, their level of experience by their answers to those questions. It's common sense that's not very common, obviously, because I'm asking these questions and I haven't even thought of them myself for the most part. Um, right. So, <laughs> so uh, what about somebody who wants to buy a used piece of fitness equipment? Um, what tips would you give on that? Well, used use fitness equipment, you will find a lot of stuff on Craigslist and, you know, um, but for the most part, that it's the same brands that are sold in the big box stores. Because the big box stores, what, what they, they know, studies and marketing uh, studies and everything like that, they know that basically 90 don't actually use the equipment. Yeah. So what they can do, they can put the cheap parts in there and, uh, you know, people come in for the New Year's resolutions and stuff like that. And they don't actually use it, so it goes right onto Craigslist for, you know, for cheap. But again, anything from those stores, or if you don't get the brands that that I was talking about previously, you're going to find that the equipment's not going to hold up anyways. Yeah, and um, now you don't even have a salesperson to ask them if they have the continuous power or the peak power or any of that. Um, yeah, because I, you know, that's, I've heard of people asking me that too. Can I just buy a piece of used equipment? And the answer is always, yes, you can. But, you know, what are you really getting? And, you know, if somebody's been using it as like a drying rack, like a lot of people do, I mean, uh-huh. maybe it's in good condition or right. maybe it was not very, if not the best quality when they purchased it. Right. Yeah, what you want to do, uh, again, you want to look for those, you know, the, the major brands, you know, your free motion, your pre-core, body solid, body craft, life fitness. It's it's really the same process. You know, you're and you're you're also looking for damage to a certain extent. You know, if it's if you see it and it's beat up and you look at the belt and the belt is ripped up, that means they've used it a lot and they've beat on it. Therefore, yeah. you really don't want to buy it. 
and we're going to take a really quick break and we'll be right back. You've heard me talk a lot about learning how to reach your fitness goals and more frequently how to look as fit as you feel while learning to stop chasing skinny. And you've also thought to yourselves, yeah, I do want to reach my fitness goals in a shorter, more concise way to stop wasting my time bouncing back and forth from fitness tip to fitness tip in magazines, wasting hours researching the latest and greatest diet, only to end up looking and feeling the same way you've been looking and feeling for years. And my guess is that you've been thinking about this for a long time. Am I right? I know the feeling because I played these games too, for a very long time in fact. I'm here to tell you this, stop thinking and sign up for the SK Fit Life Challenge, an online training, nutrition, and coaching program that will lead you through 12 weeks of step-by-step guidance to help you finally reach your goals of looking fabulous and feeling fabulous. You're going to get to free up all the headspace you've been wasting, picking through random diet information being fed to you through the media and simplifying the seemingly complicated world of health. Your chances now. Do you really need more time, more information, more plans for the future? Or do you want to become that fit person today? Because the truth is this. You can be that fit person. Or you can be the person that sits around thinking about becoming fitter. It's your choice. Read more magazines, blog posts, and bits and pieces on social media. Or take action. Because let's face it. If you're not where you want to be, your current program is not working out for you. I want you to be successful. And why is this? Because you've already got what it takes. You've been doing the work all along. It's just been the wrong work. You have the desire, the discipline, and the potential. Now let's get you on the right track so those efforts you are already putting in can take you in the best direction possible. Join me and the hundreds of other SK Fit Life clients for the 12-week online fitness challenge at skfitlife.com. All right, now let's get back to the show. So something else, too, that um, I I should have talked about it whenever you mentioned it, but it really kind of stuck in my head, was you said the electronics piece is the most expensive piece, and and you don't want to mess that up. And I noticed that I've been seeing it in the gyms where it'll say, like, do not spray down the this panel when you're cleaning the fitness equipment so can you tell us a little bit about the best way to clean your fitness equipment because obviously you don't want a bunch of salty sweat hanging out all over it but clearly you don't want to wash down your your electric panel so what's the best way to to just on a daily basis clean your equipment as you're using it the best thing to do is actually just a water solution with dawn dawn disc detergent wow is actually you know, it, it's mild enough where it's going to clean the equipment, but it's not going to damage it at the same time. Uh, one, one of the things, another thing about fitness equipment, one of the most damaging things a lot of people don't think about is, is sweat. Because sweat is a lot more acidic than, than seawater. I've seen it where sweat is actually cut right through the frame, the metal frame of equipment, and it's down to the rust. Wow. So, um you know, it, it is essential that you do work out, especially if, if you're uh, sweating profusely. Yeah, no, that would that would make sense. I mean, because it is like it's super salty and I guess a bunch of other stuff. So it'll eat right through it. Right. And also, you know, in gym atmosphere or even, even at your home, um, another thing that will happen is because of the ultraviolet lights or if it's in the window – the, the plastics actually harden and the plastics can harden and then they, they break away from where they're bolted onto the frame and plastics are very expensive too. 
So you do want to kind of take care of them. It's good to, to buy a type of product like Armor All. Uh, occasionally go in there and, and wipe it down with Armor All. And, it, you know, that will clean it and make it look good as well. Yeah, and then that that makes me think of something else too. You know, um, a lot of people may think, oh, well, my sunroom is a really great place to put my treadmill. And while it may be, I guess maybe you want to watch and make sure that it doesn't have direct sunlight, especially since, I mean, you know, I'm in Southern California, you're in Charleston, we get some pretty powerful sun, huh? Right. It's it, actually the sun and one of the worst things is a damp type of atmosphere, especially if you're by the ocean. The sea salt and the damp atmosphere is the absolute worst condition. So you want to stay away from garages, your basement, anywhere that's really damp and has high humidity because the humidity will get inside the motor cavity and onto the electronics. They will fail and it's very expensive to fix. Wow. All these great things that I, I never thought of these, honestly. And I think I am a pretty smart person. <laughs> But I would, I mean, I see it all the time where, you know, you put, I know you are, <laughs> but you put the treadmill in the garage, right? Because it's out of the way. And, but I didn't even think about it not being climate controlled, being super damaging to it. And now that you say it, it 100% makes sense. Yeah. One of the things that some people do do is uh, put a humidifier in there. And if you, and it, and if you put a dehumidifier, then it'll actually help out the situation. But again, you really want to, Stay away from it if you can. Just one final question for you. Um, where can someone find more information about Low Country Fitness Equipment and Repair? Well, the best is lowcountryfitnessequipment.com. Or you can also email me at lcfitnessequipment at gmail.com. From my website, you can order any piece of equipment, and I can ship it anywhere in the United States. Um, if you're in the Charleston area, I will also do free delivery and install if you order from my website. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And they could do a, they could have a, like a maintenance contract with you too, huh? Yes. As a matter of fact, I add an extra one year of labor with the factory warranty from equipment manufacturers. Oh, that's great. That's really great. So now, um, if there is a listener who is thinking about buying a piece of equipment, it's not just like they're just ordering from a website. If they have questions, they can ask you. You can talk them through the process. That's amazing. A lot of websites, you just go on, you just order it, which is convenient. But a lot of times you feel like you're kind of out there in space. Like, who is this? Are they just a middleman for a piece of equipment? Right. But you're a real human <laughs> that knows a ton yeah. about this equipment. So it's great because you could you could really help them through this whole process and, and make the right recommendations. Yes, and I'm, I'm more than happy to, to have a conversation over the phone. My number is 843-276-8568, and I'd love to walk you through the process. That's awesome. We're going to put all of this information in the show notes so that, you know, I, like I said, this comes up all the time. And really, until we talked about doing this show, I didn't realize how many considerations there were when it came to buying a piece of fitness equipment. And I should have because it's a pretty big purchase. <laughs> yes, it is. And you want the, the most information you could possibly get to make the correct purchase. Yeah. And I mean, it's all the extra stuff that you don't even think about. So 
Thank you so much, Brian. I really appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. And thanks for being such a good business owner and helping your clients out uh, with this big purchase. Well, thank you so much, Stephanie. It was my pleasure. Awesome. Thank you. Brian also wanted to let us know that for the rest of the month of January, there is a New Year's resolution sale on his website. It's 20% off everything. If you live in the Charleston area, you get free delivery, free assembly, and one free year of service. And if you don't live in the Charleston area, but you do order from Brian, you also get free delivery. That could be a huge savings. So he just wanted to let us know so you could take advantage of it. <music> 